and welcome to the PathMig Psychiatry for Primary Care podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast. This is Whitney Landa, Director of Education and one of the psychiatrists in the Palo Alto Division. Today's episode is on psychiatric disability. I think this is an issue that faces all of us, and I know that you primary care doctors are asked about it all the time. What do you do when a patient with depression or anxiety asks you for time off work? So I think of psychiatric disability in sort of two tracks. One is you're really trying to get them through to permanent disability, so that 12-month time frame of being on temporary disability first. You know, either they have schizophrenia and they don't function well, severe OCD and they can't leave the house, things like that where you really don't think they're going back to work at any point in time. So that's a separate category. I would just put those people out on disability. But for people where you think, okay, this is a temporary period of disability, they feel like they can't function well enough to go to work, because of depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, psychosis. It really doesn't matter the reason, but they can't function at work because of their psychiatric symptoms. For these patients, I have a very different pathway of care for disability. And of course, there's exceptions to this process, even for myself, but they're very, very, very rare. I can think of one exception in the last two years where I didn't really stick to what I'm about to tell you. So I tell people that psychiatric disability is not rest. If you break your leg, you have surgery, yes, disability is to rest at home and recover from that. If you're not able to work because of a psychiatric illness, the treatment is not rest. Rest at home actually makes things worse, not better. The treatment is to go to one of our intensive therapy programs. And there's two I'm really going to highlight for you. The first is partial hospitalization programs or PHPs. This is usually a two to three week program. People go five days a week. It really replaces work or school. And it tends to run eight to three-ish, but they get access to very intensive therapy services. The programs always have a psychiatrist. They have case managers to help them find long-term care. So if you're struggling to get that patient into care with a psychiatrist or therapist, this is also a great avenue to refer them to. And they don't have to be suicidal. You can refer people for poor functioning. So absolutely a PHP program or the second type of program, an IOP, which is a step down from that PHP or partial hospitalization program, usually runs two to four days a week for a few hours. These are really meant to be something done in combination with worker school so that people can transition out of the PHP, part-time do their regular life, and part-time continue to have intensive therapy support. These programs also have psychiatrists, therapists, case management support to help them find long-term care plans. They're amazing programs and they're really, really helpful. They are also covered by insurance. So what I tell people is, I will write you off for disability until your intake date at one of these programs. So once you have that intake date, let me know, and I'll put you off until that day. And I let people know if they seem a little squirrely that I will call the program to confirm their intake date. Because again, 
psychiatric disability is not to rest, it's to really engage in these treatments so that you can function, you can get back to work or school. And what if they say, but I don't want to go to one of those programs, I just need the time off. My response is that psychiatric disability is medical disability. And so as a medical provider, I'm saying that they are taking time off work to engage in the appropriate treatment for their condition. And the reality is it is not rest. It is engagement in these programs. So if they aren't willing to go to the programs, I'm not willing to write them on disability. If they push and disagree with that more, I let them know that the state has excellent disability evaluators if they disagree with my decision. And I really encourage them to follow up with the state. And if people say that they just need time off for their mental health, they need some mental health days and a sense off work, um, I, I just tell them that I understand that and their mental health is a priority. And if they feel like they just need a day or two off, mental health is health. And that's what sick days are for, is to protect your health in situations outside of disability. And I have to tell you, there's a large percentage of people who approach me for disability. And when I tell them, okay, medical disability looks like this, and this is the treatment, and you have to go to these programs, they will often say, oh, actually, it's not that bad. I can go to work. I guess I'm not disabled. I just need a few mental health days. And they end up withdrawing that request for disability. And for some patients too, I'll let them know, and this is absolutely true, that often disability companies will pay partial disability for people who've been on disability for a long time without engaging in this treatment. Um, I've had several patients where when they get to my office, they've already been on disability for a few months, not getting better, only getting worse. And I send them to these programs and the number one question I get asked is, well, why wasn't this recommended earlier in the disability? And I, I, mean, I can't answer that because I didn't meet or know that person before they ended up in my office. And oftentimes they get partial benefits because they weren't accessing the recommended treatment for the condition they were out on. The other nice thing about these programs from a provider perspective is that they will take over the disability once that person is in their program. So that's why that letter excusing them or filling out the temporary disability paperwork until the intake date is because the program will take it over from that point on. And they're really the ones who should be making that determination of whether or not that person is disabled and they're mental health experts. So you can take that off your plate and not worry about it. So to recap, if someone approaches you for psychiatric disability, tell them you're happy to help them with that. You will write a letter that excuses them to the intake date of either a partial hospitalization program or an IOP program. We have lists of all these programs on our SharePoint site. I really encourage you to download that ahead of time and make that list for your patient population or region specific. So you can just give it to them and say, call all these programs. They self-refer to them. So you don't have to refer them, self-referral only. And they need to get that done. Once they give you the date, you'll write the disability. And then in addition to helping them get into really amazing psychiatric care, you're really pushing them towards better health. People who stay at home on psychiatric disability don't get better. They do tend to get worse. So really the best thing for your patient is this path. 
it helps get them into care, and it's taking these long lingering disability claims off your plate. So that wraps up our episode on psychiatric disability. I hope everyone has a great day.